the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. Each week, Michael uses his coaching expertise to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Michael is a professional certified leadership, business, and life coach, serving as president of Professional Coach University, executive director of New Normal Coaching, and the lead pastor at Northwest Church. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Here's Michael. Thank you for tuning in to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. I'm so excited for this episode of Your Discipleship Coach. In this show, we're going to talk about sowing and reaping. And in the second half of the show, we're going to be joined by a friend of mine, guest Dr. Mike Rakes, who serves as the president of Evangel University in Springfield, Missouri. And we're going to talk about sowing and reaping with the young adult in mind. But I want to kick off the show as a frame using a passage of scripture that we read from Galatians chapter 6. Here's what it says. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whoever, whatever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. I want to kick in today's show with a context of this scripture. And as I already read this thought from Galatians, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked for whatever one sows that will he also reap. You know, Paul Paul, uh, who wrote this, he had this this point that he's making that God is not it does not have an ability to be mocked. See, there will be a payday someday. Here's what that means. Everything that you sow, you reap. A man reaps what he sows. God cannot be mocked. So just to introduce this thought, want to want to give us this framework. We reap what we sow. So when we sow anger, we reap the 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 fruit of that anger. When we sow love, we reap the harvest that is, that is a result of love. When we sow generosity, we reap generosity. When we sow strife, we reap strife. And this impacts every area of our life. Whatever investment we make, the seeds that we plant in our spiritual life, we will produce a harvest, a crop in our spiritual life that's based on the the planting that we do, the sowing that we do, the investment that we make. 
It works like this in our marriage. When we sow seeds into our marriage, that's the related harvest that we 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 get when we when we produce fruit. It's the same thing's true in our academic life. And and this is important uh, as we hear in the second half of the show from Dr. Mike Rakes of Evangel University, you know, things that happen in our young adulthood, in our college age, age years, in our academic life, the seeds that we plant will produce a harvest that's related to it. You know, sometimes people attend church and they are there on a Sunday, let's say, and they pray and they seek God. But Monday through Saturday, they live satisfying the pleasures of the sinful nature. And what I guess happens is, is people can be guilty of living for themselves six days a week, show up at church on a Sunday and pray for, I'll call it a crop failure. So they're planting seeds six days a week and they want a different kind of a harvest. That different harvest, I would call the miracle of salvation. It's not really the development of a spiritual life. See, a person will harvest exactly what is sown. And this is a farming illustration. The crop you plant in the soil in the spring will inevitably sprout forth into the harvest in the fall. Not this last season, but the season before that, my wife and I, we have a couple of garden beds in our backyard that are six foot by 12 foot. We have two of them. And we bought several kinds of plants. We always plant peppers and tomatoes and cucumbers and different herbs and different things that, that we plant all in our garden. And we bought a variety of peppers. So we planted, uh, we wanted to plant like four jalapeno pepper plants. Then we wanted to plant banana pepper plants. We wanted to plant green pepper, bell pepper plants, and we had several different kinds of pepper plants. So out of the 16 pepper plants that we had, we bought this variety. Well, interestingly enough, when we harvested and, and, and these plants grew, they, they ended up being all jalapeno peppers, which for me was a great win for my wife. She was disappointed in that. Now, see, here's the, the reality of how a harvest works. We did not harvest what we wanted to plant. We actually harvested what was planted. And sometimes in our lives, we plant seeds and we hope for a different kind of a harvest. But what we learn from Galatians is that God is not deceived in this. When we plant seed, he is aware of it. He's watching that. And if we want a different kind of harvest, we're going to need God to intervene in a great way. And so I'm going to keep moving through this passage here. For the one who sows to his own flesh will also from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. See, when we uh, make ourselves happy, if that's the goal in life, we're living for the flesh, the result will be a harvest of corruption. I mean, the Bible is clear. I'm just going to hit these hard for a minute. But the things of this world, the things of the flesh, include things such as sexual immorality, strife and dissension. The Bible lists more ways of the flesh that include envy anger, drunkenness, these kinds of planting, uh, this planting in our life of, of these acts of the flesh, what happens is it produces a harvest of corruption. But we can actually produce a harvest of eternal life when we're planting seeds of love, joy, peace, 
patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. See, there's a commitment in our life that we need to make. And here's the commitment right from this passage in Galatians, is we have to commit to so good. You're listening to Your Discipleship Coach here on AM 1160. I'm your host, Michael Smith, and we're talking about sowing and reaping. And in the second half of the show, we're going to meet a friend of mine, Dr. Mike Rakes from Evangel University. And to sort of set the stage for that, I'm going to finish talking through this passage from Galatians chapter 6. And we're talking about a commitment to sow what is good, not to grow weary in doing good because in due season... We will reap if we do not give up. The, the advice that Paul gives us here is don't be weary in doing good. See, when, when your boss reams you out at work, we're not called to be a doormat, but what we are called to do is to plant a seed of self-control. When an argument takes place, say in your home, we don't have to strive to always be right. But what we need to do is plant a seed of peace because we actually produce a crop based on what we plant. When others seem to be advancing in their life, and and maybe when you see others advancing, you notice that they might be living a sinful life. And we're thinking, how in the world can they reap a harvest that looks so blessed? And I want to remind us as you're listening in today that that is not their harvest. It's actually their seed planting season. See, plant seeds of faithfulness because God will honor your faithfulness. We need to not have an an earthly perspective. See, sometimes we see people that appear to be successful on earth and we don't know what's really happening in their life. What we need to do is maintain an eternal perspective. See, as believers, as followers of Jesus Christ, we don't just live for this moment. We don't just live for today. What we live for is an eternity in heaven with our God, with with God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's what we look forward to. And that brings us to the last verse of this passage in Galatians chapter 6. It's verse 10, and here's what it says. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. What Paul is saying to every reader, and that includes you as you listen to this radio show and podcast as you're listening in, that we have opportunities in front of us. Every moment of every day is an opportunity to do good, to reflect the character of Jesus Christ. Here's what's interesting. People have described the current reality and state of our world as chaotic. I hear people describe it this way all the time, and especially I live in the Chicagoland area. We watch the news and the violence that's reported night after night after night. And really globally, right now, today, I'm recording the show on April 6th. It's airing right now tonight, April 9th. And as you listen to this, there is chaos in the world. But God's calling us to do good, to do good in every situation, to do good to those that are like us and that are not like us, that have the same skin color as us or different skin color than us, people that are the same age as we are or a different age than we are. 
followers of Christ, non-followers of Christ. There's a call to do good because we harvest every seed that's planted. But Paul warns, especially those in the household of faith. Hey, we're looking forward to the second half of the show as we talk about sowing and reaping with the young adult in mind. We're going to be joined by Dr. Mike Rakes, president of Evangel University. So hold on in there and get ready. You're listening to Your Discipleship Coach. I'm your host, Michael Smith. You're listening on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. And we are back for segment two. This is your discipleship coach partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. And I'm your host, Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. And in this half of the show, I'm joined by a friend of mine, Dr. Mike Rakes, who serves as the president of Evangel University. Dr. Rakes, it's so great to have you on the show. Thanks for being with me today. Oh, thanks so much for having me here. And, uh, I love the discipleship coach and, uh, of course, the radio and podcast uh, that carries it. It's just awesome to see you doing that and uh, lifting others up in their faith. I appreciate that. Thanks so much. And I'm excited because we have a few questions for you as you serve the young adult uh, age demographic. And, you know, as I think about the church, the church has a great history with times of blessing and revival. and, And you not only work with students, but you work with others who work with students. And I'm curious uh, of your thoughts here. How does your work with young adults and college students play into the principles that we're talking about in today's show, the principles of the harvest? Well, uh, it really does. You know, and I I listened to uh, the first half of the show, uh, terrific. And and I love that challenge to do good. And that's what we're seeking to do uh, is do good. And we think about uh, literally for most, we do have adult learners here, but for the most part, the main part of what we do are reaching uh, teenagers as they're moving into adulthood. So we'll get them coming out of high school, and uh, we see a lot of what we do as rescuing them uh, from an anti-Jesus culture and then equipping them. Here, they're going into all vocations around the world, really, uh, whatever God asked them to do with their careers. Uh, but they're offering it to the Lord and then uh, essentially deploy them. So we just call it rescue, equip, and deploy. So that's part of what we do, and it really relates to, uh, you know, Luke chapter 10, verse 2, pray pray that the Lord of the harvest will send laborers, and so we're kind of carrying out that mission. Well, I hear that, and I, I hear these three words, and I see almost rescuing and equipping as seed planting behavior, but this idea of sure. deploying them, that, that mm-hmm. creates quite a harvest, doesn't it? It is. It's exactly harvest. And, you know, I think you've put your finger on a principle that is timeless. You know, when you, uh, when you really process it, uh, what we have now, this, uh, this generation that are being transformed right now over the next few years, uh, are, are God's harvest. They're his expression, and they're going to feed the world. And God's going to feed the world through them in, in so many uh, different ways. And so hmm. students are definitely God's harvest for the next season. I love that language, that students are God's harvest. And in the little bit of dialogue that we had, you know, you have an interesting, a different, a unique perspective of this generation and a young adult, a college student. So many people feel like 
like these students are the problem, but you see it differently. How, how are you seeing the college students on your campus? No, you know, I think you, you just process that these, these students are not a problem to be solved, but God's answer uh, to this generation. And, you know, if you think about it, uh, our, our vice presidents, we've been studying, uh, we've just been stuck, frankly, in the first couple chapters of Samuel, First Samuel, looking at the fact that uh, Eli himself, the priest, was very slow to discern what was going on. Remember, Hannah came, he thought she was uh, drunk, she was really praying sincerely, and mm. and God births out of that uh, barrenness what was next for his people. But then uh, you look a little further, when Samuel is of age and uh, is living there, it takes Eli three times to realize it's the Lord speaking to him. So the slow discernment, you know, those my age, uh, those boomers, uh, as we uh, head in toward our retirement years, uh, need to wake up that this generation are really what God's going to use, who God is going to use to uh, touch the world. This is powerful. You know, when I'm I'm just jotted some notes down and this idea from 1 Samuel about Eli makes me think that oftentimes maybe these college students are, are misunderstood but you're discerning something about them. What would you say is is a, an, an advantage that this generation has that, that you and your team are discerning? Well, I, you know, I think they are kind of coming to, uh, to see who they are. And, uh, you know, all, uh, all harvest seasons are preceded uh, by weathering storms. And so mm-hmm. that's part of maturing, part of being transformed. Uh, and these kids are kind of coming through a storm. And you can see it in David's life. You know, David was underestimated his whole life. His dad didn't invite him to the inauguration, you know, <laughs> the anointing service. Turns out to be he was the one. But uh, Saul didn't didn't see it. He didn't see who David was. Uh, and yet David was God's next. And so uh, I think just kind of getting our mind around the fact that education alone is not enough for this generation. It's not good enough to just send them to get a degree. It, they have to be transformed. And uh, at Evangel, we want to see them uh, transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit and become all they're supposed to become in the hands of the Lord. That's good. You're listening to Your Discipleship Coach with Mike Smith, and we're talking with Dr. Mike Rakes, president of Evangel University. And I hope our listeners, Dr. Rakes, just heard what you said. And this comes from a college president that our students need more than just a certificate, a degree, an education. They need transformation. I love your heart about transforming students. Thank you for that. What's interesting is, is this generation faces so much difficulty. When I think of uh, the context that this generation lives within, a context of violence, I would use the descriptive sexual confusion, the emotional struggles. I mean, especially over the past two years, uh, these are right. great disasters that are, are gripping our, our students. H- how does that reality play into the harvest principles? Well, I, you know, I think there are a lot of uh, factors that have played into the current uh, situation that kids find themselves in. Uh, but I think we have to stay uh, clear on our biblical message, and that is your identity doesn't come from your thinking. And I think the, with social media and, and with uh, uh, so many people identifying uh, themselves with thoughts or thoughts that are being pushed by the culture, uh, that's where the confusion comes in. But at our deepest core, uh, God breathed life into us. And I, I think calling to that is critical. And so as kids 
uh, will often go through a winter season of trying to figure out who they are. What we try to do is make sure they're getting enough God thoughts in there. Um, our surveys indicate most of them did not go to Sunday school uh, growing up. Either their church didn't have Sunday school or whatever. And I'm not uh, not criticizing that. I'm just saying it's a reality. So I think we've got to find a way to get more word, more discipleship, uh, uh, coaching into their minds and hearts uh, so that they can mature and, and become uh, and realize who they are, right, and become all that God intends for them to be. So I love Evangel University. I'm getting a degree through the seminary there. And, and I, I, I just picked up, you, you said something, uh, I think that's strategic about the university, is that you try to put more God thoughts more of right. his word into their lives. What are some tangible ways that 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 happens on on your campus in Springfield, Missouri? Well, we're sending messages in five main ways when they come to campus. Uh, so we we send message to them uh, uh, like family. So family, you basically learn to belong and you learn to be forgiven and how to forgive. So we have a team that send messages that way. We have, of course, our faculty doing the education piece. Uh, but then we have the social piece. So we have a whole group of of uh, about 100 student leaders that are continually populating the social media spaces uh, where these kids uh, hang out uh, on their phones, and then also the spaces here on campus to just influence them in their, um, in their thinking from a social uh, perspective, and then trying to engage them in the, in the language and the activity of compassion, learning to express compassion. You know, you can't... You can't gripe and complain and also be grateful uh, mm. at the same time. So if we can uh, show this generation how to give to others and how to express compassion, it, it changes this idea of entitlement that I deserve this and uh, really uh, creating a servant leader's heart. So, well, That's just a fabulous answer. And, and as listeners who have been listening with us here to this point, this you just describe the transformative strategy that that you're using for these young people. Hey, we have just like 45 seconds left. I'm interested to hear as we talk about this whole idea of of faith with the young adult. What what's one message right. you want to leave with our listeners uh, about faith? Yep, suffering has come to the kitchen table of every person in America. My daughter got cancer at 23 and uh, passed away four years later at mm-hmm. 27 years old. Uh, she was our worship pastor at our church, and we prayed like crazy. We believed, and yet in the end, God did not give us what we want. Mm-hmm. So we said it this way, that um, faith is not what you use to get what you want. Faith is what you have to have when you don't get what you want. And we want this generation to know sometimes there'll be suffering, hard times. God doesn't always give you what you're asking for, but it doesn't and shouldn't rattle your faith. Wow. Thank you for sharing that with our listeners. That's just uh, an intimate detail, but I'm going to repeat what you just said, that faith is not what you use to get what you want, but it's what you need when you you don't get what you want. That, that's just exactly. a powerful message. Thank you for exactly. sharing that with us, and I'll say to my listeners, you've been listening to Dr. Mike Rakes of Evangel University, and you're listening to your discipleship coach, and I just have this question for my listeners. If you've ever thought 
about receiving coaching at our website, yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. We offer a free coaching readiness assessment. You can take that and we will respond directly to you with your coaching readiness. And we're looking to partner with many of you to offer coaching both professionally and spiritually. Hey, be sure to follow us on social media here, Your Discipleship Coach. You can find us and you can visit us at Your Discipleship Coach. Coach.com. I thank you for listening today. I am Michael Smith, the host of Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Thanks for listening today on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. We hope you feel encouraged to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Be sure to follow Michael and Your Discipleship Coach on social media. You'll find the links at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. And while you're there, you can click the Give Now button to support this show and to provide scholarships to pastors and Christian leaders to receive coaching. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. That's yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.